Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Mark Samuel. Mark Samuel is the founder and CEO of Impact and a transformative leader with over 30 years of experience in the business world. He has helped hundreds of companies overcome stagnation, transform their businesses, and eliminate toxic work cultures to increase profits, morale, and customer experience. Mark trains leaders on how to implement sustainable changes within just one or two months, a revolutionary approach that he's pioneered with his team at Impact. Mark's work has affected long-term, positive, profitable improvement in companies worldwide, including Chevron Corporation, American Express, Genentech, Baptist Healthcare, Honda Corporation, Texas Instruments, Winnipeg Regional Health Authority, Amgen, the Royal Bank of Canada, Baxter Pharmaceuticals, the University of California at Berkeley, General Dynamics, Michelin, and Siemens. Well, good afternoon, Mark. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. It's great to be here. Looking forward to it, actually. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny I or ironic. There's always a guest that comes on the show. It seems like just about every single day that's got something exciting to share. And I know you've getting your new book out there. We'll talk a little bit about your book, but this is exciting. It really is. And, and I'd like to just to share that energy with you, but also with our audience. So we're going to jump right into the questions, Mark. And let's talk about your career. You're a senior advisor, consultant, entrepreneur, and now the founder and CEO of Impact. Could you, yes. could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Well, I'll tell you, it, it, it's it's a great question, Brian, especially because I think both what inspires me and the secret to my success has changed from when I started the business over 35 years ago to what it is today. What really inspires me is coming up with real, meaningful solutions for organizations and for people that sustain long term and that accomplish real good, effective results in rapid time beyond what they expected. So for me, it's that, you know, Ken Blanchard used to talk about it as delighting your customer. And I, I really see it that way is, is when you can create real meaningful transformation that is sustainable and do it within months instead of years, boy, that is something that clients remember for a long time. And, and that's what inspires me. And that's evolved as I've evolved and as, as organizations have evolved. And I would say the secret to our success is really all about satisfying customers in a way that, that changes their game and changes their success while not burdening them with more activity, more to-dos, more work, but actually just get better results. And what I mean by that is we're talking about organizations that have worked with us for 10, 15, even 20 years. So I would not say I'm the best marketer or even salesperson. I don't hype anything I do. It's all about being authentic, being vulnerable, and not having the one size fits all for everybody, but truly meeting people where they're at and changing the game for them in such a meaningful way that they come back for more. I just had an example of that with an organization that I worked with for three years. During that time, it saved their business. They became one of the top in their industry and became best employer in their state. But five years later, after COVID, they're struggling. They want to bring me back in to take them to the next level. That, to me, is how we've stayed in business for as long as we have. 
That's awesome. And again, showing, you know, integrity, transparency, but yes. having that having that recipe for success. And you're right. If you've got something that works, you don't need to have, you know, a big marketing team or a big budget for a marketing team. So that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. And yes. Mark, Mark, switching gears here. So you've done so much helping businesses and leaders uh, transform their culture and strategy. And you talk about this a bit in your book called B-State. Can you yes. share with just maybe a little bit, tell us a little bit more about your book? Yeah. So B-State is really stands for breakthrough state. And the way, the way it came about, honestly, was just simply a model where I was going to organizations and saying, look, where you currently are is A state, whatever that is. And we sometimes want to improve on our A state using continuous improvement. Really what that does is get us to an A plus state. In other words, we're still an A state organization, but we're a better one. But there are times when the market's changing, our business is changing, the people are changing, and the old paradigm simply isn't going to work, even if we make improvements to it, where we need to think in terms of a breakthrough state that is like going from a box to a circle. Like it's just a completely different configuration, even though the business is basically the same in terms of structure or in terms of what we offer as solutions to our clients or customers, but the way we deliver it and the way we produce it needs to change drastically. That's what we call that breakthrough state. And the key to doing that is you cannot create B state from an A state paradigm. You actually have to think completely different outside the box and look at what does that new paradigm of business need to look at look like and then translate into how do we need to show up as leaders, as members of the organization differently than we have before, if we're going to achieve that new state. For instance, you know, one of many organizations are successful, but they're only successful up to a certain point because they're stuck in siloed. And they grew because it was divide and conquer and stay to your lane and all that worked great. But then as they grew larger and larger, now they needed more of a cross-functional shared ownership and shared accountability rather than just individual. So that's a paradigm shift that's necessary if you want to be in B state, where we break down the silos, we set up shared ownership, we set up teams that efficiently know how to include each other without getting bogged down in in nonsense approaches like consensus leadership or democracies or whatever, but aren't also autocratic and narrow-minded and can really use and leverage diversity of people and thought so that they can grow. So what we do is we say, if you really want to have that big major change for yourself as an individual or as a company, first, identify what it looks like and then how do you need to show up differently to actualize it? Really, you want to think in terms of not just creating it, but if it was already created, how would you be showing up differently than how you show up today? And well, I'll tell you, I use that personally in my personal life. I use it with organizations to create massive change in short periods of time. I love that. And, you know, B state, breakthrough state is that's. Uh, really an interesting concept, but of course you've got the, the experience behind it to back up, uh, the accomplishments you've, you've helped other companies get through. So I appreciate the share. And Mark, you're, 
Are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your business? And if not, have you maybe found a cool tool or app that you could share with us? Well, I've got a couple of answers to that. I think that the 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 thing that we've leveraged the most in the last couple of years since COVID started was applications like Zoom, like Teams and how it's developed. Because really the work I did prior to COVID was all in person. My whole business was based on a model that we had to be there in person to get the work done because we're working with teams and we're doing strategy and you need everybody in a room. And quite honestly, I was totally resistant and against anything that involved technology to do team building. Then all of a sudden COVID shows up and I'm left with a choice of either I, <laughs> either I change or I go out of business. <laughs> you know, it's that simple. And so I had to go through my own B state. You know, my A state paradigm just simply wasn't going to do it. So again, we I got my team together. We imagined B state and what it would look like to do our programs virtually. It took us about four months to learn how to integrate Zoom with Google Docs and, you know, um, or teams with MS Docs to actually make it workable for a team to literally build the team, even though we're all sitting in separate locations around the world. And that was very exciting because we were literally able to make that happen and still get measurable results because we measure everything we do. And yeah, it's not nearly as much fun, but people found it very effective. And so in, in my way of speaking, if that pandemic occurred five to 10 years earlier, we would have had to go out of business because there wasn't the Zoom, there wasn't the sophistication of MS Teams at that time to even, you know, conjure up the idea of doing team building remotely. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, we, we did talk a little bit about technology. I asked you that question, but um you used that your example of going through that breakthrough breakthrough state to overcome or pivot the challenges of COVID, which we all had to do. So I appreciate that share. Uh, certainly unique. And Mark, last question for you today. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in leadership or entrepreneurship? Yeah, I would say the biggest inhibitor to any leader, to any business owner is how we get in our own way. I, I think the the biggest limitations I've had are my own belief systems that, you know, didn't have possibility, you know, like even that example of not being so resistant for so many years to doing, you know, virtual team building. Well, until I had to, um, you know, I just wasn't even open to it. So how do we get in our own way? Uh, and a lot of times when we get in our own way, it's based on fear. It's based on needs to control others and ourselves. And so we're automatically limiting ourselves and um, and responding in ways of uh, uh, that are very restrictive to our growth, to our business growth, to our career growth. So my biggest advice to any leader is, yeah, you can go out and learn all the skills you want and go to all the classes you want. And I'm all in favor of that. But at the end of the day, how are you getting in your own way 
because you don't have the communication skills because you have you react defensively or you have a, a reaction to negativity. I, and everyone's got it. You know, mine was whenever my team asked me to do something, um, you know, for the whole team that was to support, let's say, a project. My my first reaction is defensive. Like, I, I don't have time to do that. I don't want to have to do that. I, I can't make that happen. There's too much on my plate. I'm in overwhelm, yada, yada, yada. Now, here's the thing about it is that when I know I have that reaction, I'm going to feel in angst until I get that thing that they're asking for done. So it's literally becomes the first thing I accomplish when we're done with the meetings because <laughs> I don't want to sit in all the angst of not getting it done. So my team actually got used to that and knew that if I ever resisted something that they were asking me to do, they would just move on in the agenda. And I said, well, why are we moving on when when I've got some problem with this? They said, because the more you have a problem, the faster it's going to get done. So as far as we're concerned, it's done. <laughs> and I said, well, that's not very satisfying because I want to have my tantrum. <laughs> but in reality, you know, I had to learn to not get defensive, not get so overwhelmed. And it took me a long time to get there. But I would say now is, you know, at at the time when I should be retiring, I finally feel like I can take on the world. <laughs> and it's so ironic, but it's really the inner issues that keep us from growing, from expanding, from prioritizing, from, you know, tackling those difficult projects. And, and we all have to, you know, we all have to face ourselves. So it's time to face yourself, be vulnerable, be authentic, address your inner issues that get in your way and become your own showstoppers. Thank you, Mark. I think that is important. And, and we all have it, as you mentioned, but having the uh, self-awareness to you know, no, take a time out, pause, take a deep breath, and at least understand some of your limitations. Uh, you do overcome these challenges. And, and I just love that story. So, Mark, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you, Brian. Those were great questions. Thank you for having me. And, and you know, hopefully we can continue this conversation at another time. This would be awesome. Bye for now. Bye.